0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. You talk.
1: give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Well, uh, to start with,
2: uh, when you look at the schedule, look at the teams. As I mentioned uh, earlier tonight, uh, right now BYU's uh, best win is, is over uh, Boise State. And in that game, uh, I think they got down to their third string quarterback, um, they have played te- three teams. Uh, BYU has played three teams against uh, 500 or better opponents. But when you when you move over to Cincinnati, uh, they're 4-0 against 500 teams and, and uh, had quality wins as recently as this past weekend against
1: Central Florida, but also earlier against SMU. And and Cincinnati uh, is in top 20 is in the top 20 both in scoring offense and scoring defense. So those are some of the differences um, as as we took a look at it.
0: Yeah, Kalani, what was the message that was sent by the committee tonight to BYU regarding your place in the college football world?
1: I don't know. I don't know all the details. And I didn't get to hear much. Uh, What did the – I forgot the guy from uh, whoever spoke. I was getting ready to get on the show. Do you remember his name?
0: Arda. The commissioner or the Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I guess, I guess it was him that spoke and mentioned, they mentioned BYU, you know, and, and but last I checked, I didn't know that the, the, the quarterback for Boise State played defense. So, you know, uh, I, I think if they're going to really look at it, they should probably look at all the different things. And, and, and we know how hard it is to win with your third string quarterback. We did it last year. So, you know, I, I just know that we have a team that's really deep and, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I, I'm trying not to get too frustrated. I know Jay wants to see me get mad and all that, but I, I just know we have a team that's really deep. We've been, you guys have seen us, you guys have seen games where you're like, Hey, where's this guy? Where's that guy? We've never been full strength, but we don't cry about it either, you know? We just, we just go on and play, and, and we feel really good with our depth. But how many times have we played with missing linemen or missing position here and there and, and really haven't skipped a beat as a team? And I think that's a huge compliment to our depth on our team, huge compliment to our coaches and the development of our players, and then huge compliment to the talent that we have here.
2: That was Kalani Satake yesterday, uh, Gordon. Um, he was talking about Gary Barda, who's the Iowa Athletic Director and also the chairperson of the uh, College Football Playoff Committee. And uh, saw some interesting interaction <laughs> on Twitter. And I want to get your thoughts on this because you were uh, name-dropped out there by world-famous celebrity Jay Drew. You ready for this? Sure. Je- uh, uh, just uh, I would imagine a reader. I don't know. Jeff uh, sends out a, sends out a tweet. Uh, No, he actually covers BYU recruiting for CougarSportsInsider.com. Uh, sent out this tweet. Uh, I mean, I'm not one for conspiracy theories, 100%. Yes, I am. But Gary Barta was the AD at Wyoming from 2003 to 2006. And there is a non-zero chance uh, that he really, really hates BYU like everyone who has ever resided in Laramie. And then Jay retweeted that and said... Uh, after Max was 20 for 22 for 302 yards and four touchdowns in BYU's 52-0 route in 2009, me, Monson, and Graham walked into a diner in downtown Laramie to get something to eat before heading home. No BYU gear or anything, but they all knew we weren't locals. They wouldn't serve us. Ha ha.
0: <laughs> Is that true? Uh, if memory serves, uh, it was really crowded and we stood there for a while and got no, uh, no attention. So so, um,
2: so are, are, are what uh, the the guy was insinuating that uh, Gary Barta is a cowboy in Hawkeye clothing
0: uh, <laughs> that's that probably doesn't work to uh, BYU's advantage I'll say it that way
2: no it doesn't and and it comes back to something Gordon that that you and I have chatted about for some time now BYU does not have a voice in the room in fact everybody in the room doesn't want to include BYU and uh, that's that issue made itself clear yesterday on the with the first rankings
0: jake i'll give you credit tip of the hat to you my friend because once again you were right and you were more right than i thought you well i I thought you were right but it, it has become absolutely clear the word you just used that uh that there is something going on in that room that is different than what almost everybody else thinks and that could be shown. I, I saw uh, on Twitter today that of the AP voters, none of them had BYU at fourteen or lower.
2: Sixty voters, I think, is the number on 60, that. Sixty.
0: I thought I thought I saw it sixty-four. Okay. And and that that really that really struck me. And look, I've I've been critical of BYU in the past. They've been trying to upgrade their schedules, and they just haven't been good enough. To, to beat those schedules. And I don't know whether they would be good enough this year or not. The teams, the P5 teams that they had on their schedule, really weren't as good this year as they have been in some years. But I, I, I do think they are limited to some extent. But this year, based on what I've seen with my own eyes, I think this team is superior to what we've seen in a long, long time at BYU. And so... I've been watching this team and I've watched other teams. I've watched a lot of football this fall. And BYU deserves to be, it deserves better treatment than 14. And I think there are some who disagree with that. But many of the people who I trust and who I talk to, and apparently all the voters in the AP poll, every single one of them disagrees with this uh, committee. So that tells you something's going on, something's happening that is different. And look, I, I understand that the media members don't always get it right, but they, contrary to popular belief, most of them are fairly objective. I don't think that committee is objective.
2: Oh, no, no not, not objective at, at all. In fact, uh, you know, there's so many athletic directors uh, on that committee, they directly, and I mean directly, benefit from having more teams involved in the New Year's Six in the college football playoff. Yeah. I mean, this year, if you're telling Notre Dame and Clemson are, are both in contention for the college football playoff, and let's say the Tigers beat the Irish in the ACC championship, every single ACC athletic director in that room And I I could look it up again or somebody with ACC ties are going to be advocating that they get two teams in the college football playoff. That I mean, they're going to be loud, whether that happens or not, there are going to be loud voices that that personally benefit from that decision that are going to be in that room.
0: Well, I don't like flinging those kinds of accusations because people fling them at me sometimes. They fling them at you. You know, you're biased. You you hate BYU. You love BYU. You hate Utah. You love Utah. I get that crap all the time, but and so for me to accuse somebody else of that, it really takes a lot for me to get there. But I'm telling you right now, 64 members of the media aren't wrong, and the committee is, in my opinion, on this. They've mistreated. BYU, and I'm not going to sit here and cry for BYU, all this, all that. They did the best they could in a scenario. I just don't know what else that committee wants them to do. And I have come full circle, and you know this, and I've said this every day we've talked about it, uh, based on your urging for me to consider strength of schedule and to think about what that is. But I'm not sure these other teams that are in front of them have really passed that test to the nth degree either.
2: Right. You mean- and so
0: it's, it, so it's interesting to me that BYU gets shoved down like that. I think it is a tip of the iceberg of a, a train of thought that is somehow wayward and skewed. And again, I don't accuse people of being biased just willy-nilly because people accuse me of it, and it's not true. It's not true at all. But in this case, I believe it is true. And 64 members of the media and the guys who co- who vote in the coaches poll—they're just not—they're not that wrong. Uh, unless unless these people in that committee think they're smarter than everybody else, which they do. But and and most of the national reaction to this has been, uh, if not shock, surprise. They really think BYU got uh, got railroaded on this deal, and I do too. And it's unfortunate because you'd like to believe in these people. You like in a time when people are looking for leadership and looking for people who can look at something logically and call it the way it is and not let other things come into the picture, the cloudy, the whole thing up. I, I just it, it doesn't do college football any good, you know, for them to, to have these biases this way. And I'm not saying BYU should be in the college football playoff, but 14 is too low for this team. And, and, I, and I've come around on that because, like I said, last year I was writing that BYU was in trouble from a standpoint of biting off more than it can chew. And this year, these guys are better this year. They had younger players last year. Those guys have developed into terrific players this year. And I think Zach Wilson's a fine example of that. He was not particularly good last year. He was not impressive. He made mistakes. He he tried to make throws that he couldn't make. Uh, not successfully, for whatever reason. This year, he's making those throws. His improvement is vast. And the fact that BYU, because of COVID, had to rearrange its schedule, I think their, their attitude, while I get the train of thinking, the line of thinking, I think it's too punitive this year for this particular circumstance.
2: The Utes have a new opponent. Surprise, surprise!
0: Oh, I'm shocked.
2: Uh, and uh, Gordon, the news broke probably an hour after our show yesterday. Uh, but Utah will now be playing the University of Washington, and they are heading up to uh, <laughs> they're headed up to Seattle to do it. Mark Harlan on Twitter answered somebody said, "Why are you going to Seattle?" And basically, Mark's answer was, "Because the TV truck's closer." And by the way, we don't care anyway. We're just glad we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but but that struck me because I thought to myself, well, that's the attitude we've all got to have. You know, we got you, you and I have talked about this a lot. We got to be flexible. It's all right. You know, the Harlan doesn't need to make a stink about where the game is. Who cares? Let's let's get it done.
0: Yeah, uh, here, here. I agree, one hundred
2: percent. U Dub, though, I think going to be a, a tougher test for utah than arizona state would have been we only seen arizona state play one game so that who who knows if that's i I don't know but washington but washington has looked good in their two games they've been able to play so far. yeah
0: just like everything most things this season it's it's just kind of fuzzy right now and i think arizona state's a pretty good team but and is washington better i don't know i mean they've had more opportunity to play but uh in any case, Utah's going. Utah better show up better than they did against USC, or it won't be pretty. Well, here's my the offense. here's
2: my limited evidence. I think that Washington is is better, and it's only one game. And again, we don't have any evidence. I mean, they beat Oregon State twenty-seven twenty-one. Okay, game one, whatever. But they hammered Arizona forty-four to twenty-seven. And if you watch that game, Arizona was physically manhandled. Whereas the week before when Arizona played USC, uh, they weren't physically manhandled. And the quarterback was actually uh, put on a pretty good performance against the Trojans. He did not against Washington because they beat the snot out of him. <laughs> and so if, if USC was that effective against Utah uh, last week, I, Jake Bentley, uh, needs he's, he's going to be under some pressure. Let me put it that way.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And the quarterback play, as you and I have discussed a thousand times, is so very important. And Utah's going to have to establish the run. The guys up front got to create some space for whoever's going to get the rock and, uh, and, and, and have that offense based off of what it typically is based off of. And that's a solid run game, uh, which they, they struggled with in week one. So we'll see if they can get that rearranged. But uh, this, is, this is definitely a tough, a tough challenge for Utah at this point. Again, if they'd played maybe two, two games coming into this one, then maybe they'd have some of this stuff ironed out. We'll see how quick that ironing went this last week.
2: So Arizona scored 27 points in that game against Washington, Gordon, all mm-hmm. of them in the fourth quarter when the game <laughs> was over. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and uh, Washington had five sacks Against Grant Gunnell, who is a he's a mover. I mean, he he's a mobile quarterback. Five sacks mm-hmm. and uh, seven tackles for loss total for Washington. And their head coach is a defensive minded dude named Jimmy Lake, which has got to be one of my favorite names. It's just it's like a fun name to say. Jimmy Lake sounds like he could have <laughs> any profession and be the coolest guy in the room. So he could be a PI. In an old timey uh, (laughs) twenties
0: film noir, noir, yeah. yeah. Or you could be a high school uh, jock on One Tree Hill. Yeah, right. It's just a good name. Would you go with Jimmy? Would you go with Jim? Or would you go with James? Or would you go with Jake? I like Jake.
2: I like. uh, I like the informality of Jimmy. You know, doesn't it just feel like he could be like your 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 best bud?
0: Yeah, but Jimmy. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you can do Jimmy. Uh, That's fine. But the problem is when you're a full-grown adult and you have to introduce yourself as Jimmy.
1: That's the story of little Jimmy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we had a president, Jimmy Carter. I never heard him called Jim Carter.
2: Well, I don't think uh, the coach, I don't think Gordy Chiesa minds the Gordy, right? That's how he uh, introduces himself.
0: Yeah, but Jimmy just sounds a little, I don't know. I disagree.
2: uh, but Your that, friend
0: Jimmy Boylan, he liked it. Huh?
2: <laughs> but Washington's <laughs> defense, point being, is going to be really, really good. And Utah's biggest issue in week number one was certainly their offense and more uh, appropriate or more specifically, pass protection. So that, that's not a recipe uh, for Utah to be favored, in my mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you're, I agree with everything you said, but it, we saw what we saw last week. And I don't know what other conclusion you can draw at this point, unless it was just one of those off days, off nights, where the Utes were not yet ready to put it all together.
2: Not all of them anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Tough to go on the road, even if nobody's in the stands. Uh, Still, I, I, I would expect Utah to have to make further adjustments in this game.
2: And we heard way back on Monday that they were kind of split preparing, that they had their eye on Washington. So, yeah. you know, you hope for, uh, for Utah, Utah's sake that they had uh, the time and, and put in some, some little extra effort and they'll be prepared. I have no – you know, I would expect them to be prepared.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 would, not, I would not pick Utah to, to win this game. Uh, but I would expect them to make progress. And that's really what this season is all about for the Utes, is just getting better. And uh, normally I wouldn't say that because, come on, what is this, T-ball? Come on. No, no, but but this year, oh, come on. This come year on. is uh, <laughs> this, year, this year is different. It's, uh, the, you know, the Utes, even after this game, they're going to have two or three games left. Uh, so what are you really trying to build here? Oh, come on! <laughs> You're just trying to get better for next year. Come on, that's all. It's all this. That was a productive segment. Yeah. I, I love those
2: come-ons, Jobe. Come, ons. Job is come on, guys. Well, Job is definitely my favorite. But what what isn't come on the best slash worst argument ever? Come on,
0: come on. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's so bad if you don't use it too much. Come on. <laughs> I think I've heard you say that to me a few times.
2: Oh, I, I say it all the time. I'm sure I
0: do. Come on, folks! <laughs> folks, <laughs> a little folksy in there. <laughs> oh, that's so
2: funny. Um, I, I am curious to see as far as Washington goes. You know, you transition away from a, a coach that's really effective, and how does it go? You know, Utah transitions yeah. from Urban Meyer to Kyle Whittingham, and I, I would say that's a success story. Not well. You know, uh, there initially,
0: was a- initially it wasn't.
2: Well, there were some OK, uh, two, what, OK seasons, and then in 07 they started yeah. to ramp it up, and then 08 mm-hmm. was what it was. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you can call that a success story, I think. How does how does going from Chris Peterson to Jimmy Lake, how does that go? You know, is it like uh, it was at Boise State where they hand the baton to, you know, three or four different coaches and they all ha- have uh, have good success? You know, how well, is that see going it, to go?
0: Yeah, I see it as a jet taking off from an aircraft carrier, you know. It, it, it takes off, and it doesn't necessarily maintain that z- same exact position. It may dip just a little, but then it soars. So. Here's
2: here's what I'm uh, what I think is interesting, Gordon. Is Oregon and Washington are rarely good at the same time.
0: <laughs> I wonder why that
2: is. Well, if you go back and look at the history, it it really does prove to be true. At least since uh, you know, when did Oregon become relevant again? Late two thousand or late nineties, early two thousands, right under Mike Bellotti. If you look back at it, they're rarely good at the same time. And remember when Oregon was really, really good under Chip Kelly, Washington was going windless. Mm-hmm. So I wonder now that the pendulum is kind of swinging back Oregon's way again um, if, if Washington will be able to continue what they've been doing.
0: I was looking at Jerry Palm's predictions for uh, the playoff and for bowl games, and he has, he has Oregon in the, in the playoff. I was a little surprised by that.
2: I don't think that's happened. I don't think a Pac-12 score yeah. is getting into the playoff. But I, uh, I do think that there is a chance that Washington might be the conference's best team. Because USC and Oregon haven't exactly mopped the floor with their initial opponents. But Washington's going to play one fewer game because they lost one. Well, and we don't know, knock on wood, for Oregon and USC going forward. But
0: Yeah, and I wonder what part that's going to play in the whole thing, uh, regardless of what has been spoken as counting and not counting against it. I wonder how that is going, how that's going to work out ultimately. But it's funny you're saying all this because you, you were down on the Huskies last year, Rightfully when Other so. people were talking them up. Yeah, you were, you were right.
2: Uh, they were super young last year, super young. And now they're, they're kind of young, but the defense is really, really good. Like it, it, the defense wasn't terrible last year with all those freshmen on it. And now they're all a year older. So I think the defense is going to be pretty good. We'll see about the are
0: offense. You, are you a big proponent of comparative scores? Because if what you said is true, and it is, uh, then, then Washington would look much better than USC.
2: Maybe. I, I think there's a possibility that that could be true. You, uh huh. USC and Oregon have looked a little leaky so far, but but then again, mm. Gordon, this uh, the, the world is is nuts. They've played they've played two games. USC's played three. Who the
0: heck knows? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big on the comparative score. I am a little bit. I see what you're saying there, but uh, because I watched all of that SC Arizona game, and I'm telling you right now, the Trojans were lucky to win that game.
2: Yeah, and then Washington uh, just kicks the uh, yeah the crap out of uh, <laughs> Arizona trying to pick which word I was going to go with there. (laughs) What? Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.